The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Good afternoon and welcome or welcome back to the only true democracy in talk. We thank you for listening to us and watching us all the ways that you can get this show. You get us on radio, you get us on stream, you get us on podcast, and of course, on Twitter's Periscope, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live, uh, the list goes on, wherever you can find a broadcasting uh, entity uh, like ours, uh, you can see or hear us. I'm very excited to have our guest on today. And I'm also excited about this topic. We have joining us International Vice President of the United Steelworkers, Mr. David McCall. Mr. McCall's career of fighting for fairness and justice for workers began as a member of Local 6787, 6787 in Burns Harbor, Indiana. And there he worked as a millwright at the sprawling integrated steel facility. He joined the union staff in 1985 and served as the director of the USW District 1 from 98 until 2019. Now, over the course of his career, Mr. McCall successfully fought to preserve thousands of jobs in the steel industry and beyond. Mr. McCall currently chairs USW master contract negotiations with Cleveland Cliffs, Republic Steel, Timken, Graphics Packaging, and others. Check out all that USW. And, and by the way, he was on the show this past July. We're very excited to have him back. I can't believe that much uh, uh, time has passed, almost a year. Uh, check out the website for the USW. Find out they do a lot more than just steel, usw.org. And please follow them on Twitter, at Steelworkers, and on Instagram, at Steelworkers, as well. Mr. McCall, thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the program. Wish we had, we had you back sooner, but with all the craziness in the world... And schedules. Uh, we're glad to have you back before the year has passed. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. It's good to be talking to you again. Uh, likewise. Mr. McCall, I'm so excited uh, about this uh, conversation because, you know, I, as one of a handful of uh, liberals on Fox News Channel, when I am asked um, about the inflation and when I hear about the blame of our president, uh, Joe Biden, or just one party, the Democrats, which, you know, happens to be my party, um, you know, people don't always know the truth and people don't always know the reality. And when you just look at numbers, okay, legislation that, you know, was, you know, there to help people and stimulate the economy, well, economists on both sides of the aisle say that at best contributed 2%. Well, I think we all know that 100 minus 2 is 98, which means 98% or more, an overwhelming uh, amount of inflation has nothing to do with any legislation put forth by this president, this administration, this House, and this uh, Senate. And, and it's funny, but when people look at things on the shelves that aren't there, whether it's uh, diapers, uh, formula, toilet paper, paper towels, they get angry because it's like, well, they didn't have that brand of rice, you know, that, that I love, you know, I have to get this one. Um, you know, they don't look to the top, right? You know, that trickle down, right? They don't look to the top. How come 
something's costing more? How come something isn't there? Why aren't you looking at the top? Why aren't you looking at the corporations? Because the corporations are still making record profits and they're putting those profits in their pocket. Greedy corporations don't want working families to know the truth about inflation. So I'm glad, Mr. McCall, to have you here today to talk about that. Um, and, and let's get to it. Uh, it doesn't matter what your political party is. It really doesn't even matter who you're who you voted for. People are angry when they experience, an, as we are, an 8.6 percent uh, inflation rate. Um, they get angry, um, you know, when they can't access goods or, or services, when they have to pay more, um, and when things continue, like gas prices, uh, to get more and more expensive. But let's talk about the reasons for that, okay, Mr. McCall? Because again, you know, I'm all about truth. I'm all about facts. I'm all about educating our listener, educating our viewer, educating the American people and the American worker, the voter. Um, because it, really, everything they're seeing and hearing pretty much doesn't break it down. It doesn't point again uh, to the top. Um, and, and let's start with the pandemic. I mean, this is common sense. The pandemic certainly has contributed to inflation. We saw empty shelves during the former administration. This isn't just a blame Joe Biden. Uh, and, 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 and in addition, uh, COVID, the pandemic, has contributed to what's a worldwide inflation problem, correct? Yeah. And, and look, uh, first of all, obviously, families are feeling the pain of inflation and rising prices. There's no question about that. And and we need to do something about it. But to just simply say it must be President Biden's fault is so phony and so so factless based. Right? I mean, the, the truth is, is that when you talk with some of these economists that talk about, oh, we put so much money in the economy during the pandemic, that's that must be Joe Biden's fault. Just think what families would have done during the pandemic that weren't for the aid of the government and what we did in that case. And then so there is some issues around the pandemic itself, but think about the Russian invasion of Ukraine and what that does and supply uh, chain uh, problems. I and mean, with the pandemic, supply chains broke down. And by the way, corporations themselves over decades now are the biggest contributor to reasons why we have problems with getting materials. They outsource it to overseas, chasing the cheapest labor uh, that they can uh, chase, uh, trying to really dump materials into this country. And now all of a sudden, when there's supply chain issues, that must be uh, the president's fault. And it's just one excuse after another. I mean, just take the oil companies for as an example. Everybody talks about the rising price of gasoline. In the first quarter of this year, the first quarter of just this year, the oil companies made over $30 billion in profits in one quarter. And that doesn't even include the billions and billions of dollars that they invested in buying back their stocks. So if you want to talk about gas prices, it's not about Joe Biden and anything he's done uh, in terms of the economy. Take a look at corporate greed just in the oil companies alone. And it's not just limited to oil companies. I mean, almost in every single sector of our economy, all of a sudden there's huge increases in quarterly profits. Why? because they can gouge and because they do. And it's uh, it, it, it's an issue that we really need to come to terms with as citizens in this country to stop this kind of, of gouging that the corporations get away with. It's always about stockholder uh, value. How about what's good for our economy and good for working people and working families in this country? 
And, and so I, I was taking notes because I was just like high-fiving you while you were talking <laughs> because, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this topic and I, and I agree wholeheartedly. Let's take a look at a few things. Norway, gas prices are $10 and up at the pump. Obviously, Joe Biden is not the president of Norway, uh, so we're not responsible. He's not responsible for that. Um, you, when you talk about uh, Ukraine, do you remember, Mr. McCall, and I'm sure you do because it was all over the news, Americans saying, stop doing business with Russia. And we are willing to pay higher prices at the pump to help Ukraine. Do you remember that? And and I yeah. thought to myself, hmm, we'll see what they say when that happens. That's what we did. That's what happened. Even the president warned, look, you're going to feel it at the pump. I, I got to be honest, you know, and he was actually doing what the American voter wants. What's, what's amazing nowadays is when somebody elect is actually listening uh, to their constituency. And when you speak about the, the, the record profits in the first quarter, the top 15 companies in this country had record profits this quarter. They had record profits the, the quarter before. So they're they're topping their top uh, at, at this point. You're absolutely right. And it just amazes me. Look, I know the party in power, even the president said, uh, gets the blame. But Americans are smart. And, and this sometimes is just common sense, which is if you're paying more for an item, whether it is gas or whether it is something at your supermarket, that decision is not made by your government. And if you're paying more for an item, that's not about a supply chain. It may take longer to get there because of the supply chain. That, like you said, is corporations, because if they t took less, they wouldn't have to raise the prices, right? And it, yeah. or, you know, it, it, or if they hired more people, which they won't do, because that would take away from the profits as well. Well, and, and it's not just, you know, we can talk about gas and and what those issues are around uh, the price of oil and fuel and everything. But even when you talk about grocery stores, record profits for, for stores like Kroger and Alverson's, uh, General Mills, record profits. And again, all besides having record profits, all doing stock stockholder buy or stock buybacks so that they can inflate the, the price of their stock. Who, who, who benefits from that besides the investors who ought to have a fair return on their investors, but all the corporate executives, all those bonuses are based on stockholder price. And, you know, so they're taking advantage of whatever issue they can, they can take advantage on to, to, as I said, gouge the American worker. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to talk more about that because what you're doing, Mr. McCall is reminding everybody watching and listening, reminding everyone that our cost is another person's income and for the corporation's profit, record profits. We'll be back with Mr. McCall from the USW right after this. Don't go away. We are back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy and talk. We are talking, speaking of, of international vice president from the United Steelworkers, Mr. David McCall. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers and Instagram at Steelworkers. Check out the website, usw.org. We're talking about greedy corporations. They don't want you to know they have a lot to do with inflation. And no, it's not all to blame Joe Biden. But corporations can be blamed. Mr. McCall, thank you for holding uh, and uh, welcome back with us in this segment, sir. Um, you know, I think also a lot of people, I, I've told people this, you know, people know what I do, you know, for a living. And, you know, people will sometimes ask me questions and, and I say, you know, 
the president of the United States and some of these decisions have very, very little to do, right, with the American people. You know, people don't look at sometimes like their local elections, certainly their Supreme Court, which is really where the president comes into our daily lives. But as a nation, the mechanical efforts of inflation, that that's not what makes us poorer, right? Um, when there are higher prices, um, somebody's getting more money, right? That's higher potential income uh, for the for the rich. The rich get richer. The corporations, the capital owners, um, and and then sometimes that means more money for the workers in that sec- sector. But that's not what we're seeing, right? In the current recovery, um, higher revenue is generated by higher prices. So could you break this down a little bit so that people understand how it's really the people at the top that are benefiting, and everybody below that. Um, it is not. And that's what we're looking at when we're seeing these gas prices from these rich oil companies that you pointed out uh, so correctly. And when we're in uh, the supermarket or Target or Walmart and, you know, we can't find something that we usually get or or can easily order online in a timely manner on our shelves. You know, it's it's amazing. We keep saying this and and I guess we got to just keep saying it and saying it until people finally realize that it's true. The rich keep getting richer and the middle class keeps getting closer and closer to poverty. And it is unbelievable that these corporations and their executives, and to some extent, many of the, many of the people that are huge corporate investors in some of the stock, um, just keep making money hand over fist. It keeps getting a transfer of wealth. Um, and, and we sit around and instead of talking about what it, what's really causing it, we start, we start wanting to blame people who are trying to do the right thing. I mean, think about the infrastructure bill that President uh, Biden put together. That puts people to work. It gives people good family sustaining jobs. And by the way, he's talking about good family sustaining union jobs where people can make a decent wage, have some just economic security, employment security, and, and retirement security. And we don't get credit for that. He doesn't get credit for that, but the corporations can just keep getting running away. And then you get you get the, something like the Fed that says the solution to inflation is to raise interest rates. Well, that's fine. They can raise interest rates. That cools off inflation, but it also cools off economic growth. And at the end of the deal, the flip side of that, too, is it increases employment, the unemployment rate. So. Uh, the, the real way to have a growing economy is having people going to work, making a de- decent living. And by the way, that increases the tax base so that we can have decent schools. Uh, schools where every kid that goes to school ought to have a decent meal all the time as part of their education, not worry about uh, not being able to afford their, afford their lunch or their breakfast. And uh, we need a real... Uh, jolt in our society and the way we think. Instead of being angry with each other all the time, we ought to think about working together and thinking about who the real enemy is, is some of these corporations that are unbelievably raking in the profits. As I said, first quarter alone, just in the oil industry, for them to be making $30 billion in profit is unbelievable. And it's not just them. I mean, whether it's food producers around meat who have increased uh, their their uh, corporate uh, earnings by over 20% uh, by uh, food production places like General Mills increasing their profits by over 20%. You know, it just doesn't stop. Just think about uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, in this country and 
in what they're doing. They're now spending more money on marketing uh, than they are on research. Uh, it is mm. um, it is criminal. You know, corporations like to say, Mr. McConnell, I agree with you 100% there. Corporations like to say that the reason uh, they have to raise prices is because they're having trouble getting the materials they need. Um, if that's true, isn't that of their own doing because they have shipped so many companies offshore and they keep buying materials overseas that they could buy here? Oh, it's absolutely true. I mean, uh, supply chain disruptions in many cases are largely due to the corporation's own making. I mean, think about the pandemic. When the pandemic started, one of the things that was very difficult to get in this country was masks. Uh, pharmaceutical vials all made overseas and all of a sudden we had no ability to be able to produce those sort of things and again uh, when you do, when they do start producing it they they only do it for huge profits and huge profit margins so much of it is in there not just in the terms of their greed uh, but just in the way uh, they they try to uh, frankly uh, contract out their work to the lowest uh, lowest labor cost uh, imaginable, and in some cases, slave labor. Absolutely terrible. You know, another thing, if we didn't have products made in China that are crappy anyway, um, you know, we we wouldn't have this supply chain issue. You know, my my son went to um, summer camp and uh, we had to pick him up on Sunday, and we picked him up at right near the port of Los Angeles, uh, where you see in Long Beach, where you see you know all of these containers, and you just see people working you know so hard. But you know you think about it, the, the, all those containers are coming from somewhere outside the United States. We wouldn't have that clog or cog in the wheel if we as consumers said, hey. You know, what's made here? What's, you know, for, for the president to talk about, you know, buy American, you know, buy made in America, uh, don't we, the consumer, have some responsibility or have these corporations made it impossible because so many materials and goods uh, are made overseas and are obtained overseas? Yeah, in, in many cases, we don't have options. They're, they're not made uh, in the USA. I mean, Slowly but surely, I think the American public uh, is beginning to understand you ought to look for uh, the made in USA label. Uh, but, but if you don't have any choices because it's not made in the U.S., it's it, it's impossible to do. Uh, I mean, another another key aspect to this, too, if you if you think about it from time to time, some of the talking heads, uh, I'll call them the, uh, the conservatives, uh, will, will tell you that, oh, part of the pro- problem with inflation now is is uh, an ongoing issue about these tariffs, and and maybe we ought to get rid of all these tariffs. Well, the tariffs are there because the countries cheat. They dump materials into this country, trying to build their own economy, and at the same time, pressure from U.S. Uh, corporations to get the cheapest product. And so they put their people to work, as I said, in some cases, under under uh, unmentionable terms that we would never accept in this country. So it's a cheaper and cheaper product all the time. And some of the talking heads, as I said, they think we ought to get rid of those tariffs, those tariffs that really uh, protect uh, fair market value of the products that we do. So, you know, some of the solutions that uh, some of these folks come up with, it's the pandemic. It's the fact that when when people couldn't work, uh, we increased their uh, unemployment checks or we provided some uh, child tax credits, uh, that that's a cause for inflation. That's how people live during this pandemic. 
Absolutely, not the cause at all. Mr. McCall, we'll be back with you right after this quick break. I'm Leslie Marshall, returning with International VP, Mr. David McCall from the United Steelworkers. Check out their website, usw.org, and follow them on Twitter and Instagram, at Steelworkers, back after this. We are back on Leslie Marshall. He is vice president of the United Steelworkers. Our guest is Mr. David McCall. And like I said, please follow the Steelworkers on Twitter and Instagram at Steelworkers and check out their website, usw.org. We're talking about corporations, greedy corporations, and what those greedy corporations don't want you, the American worker, and you and your family to know about inflation We're talking truth, we're talking facts, and you, the American people, uh, deserve the truth and the facts, uh, not the spin. Uh, Mr. McCall, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Um, You had talked about these corporations reaping not only profits, but huge and record profits. uh, And and there is a direct correlation between the record profits that they are receiving and the price increases they're being passed on to us, we the consumer. Um, That also contributes to inflation. And, and you had mentioned and, and touched upon how it contributes to inflation far more uh, than the things that we're hearing um, that are being used as excuses. You mentioned tariffs in, in, in the last segment. Uh, we've heard wages come up, and you've spoken about that as well. You also talked about the oil companies openly stating that they're – and let's break it down and start with the oil companies – one of the things the oil companies are doing are intentionally limiting gas production. Um, they're, that's driving the prices and and their profits higher, but that that price increase is passed on to us. Can you speak about the intentional limitation of gasoline production by the corporations, the oil corporations? Sure, it's you know it's the same old story: uh, supply and demand. So if they start reducing supply and the demand is still there, the price is going to go up for any commodity or anything that, that's produced. And, and so that's part of the strategy. Uh, they, they shrink uh, their production, and therefore their price goes up, and so does their margins. Uh, it, it's true um, with oil companies. It's true with construction going on these days. They're limiting construction of new homes. I mean, the American dream is always based on being able to buy buy a home. And so at the same time that we reduce uh, construction sites, raise uh, the interest rates in the Fed so mortgages are more expensive, less and less people uh, have the ability to be able to buy that home or or pay rent. Rent prices go up because of the the lack of availability. The lack of availability for gasoline or oil products, it's the same thing with food, everything else. I, I, I think it's interesting if you if you uh, listen to former Labor uh, Secretary of Labor Robert Reich, he talks about um, you know the transfer of wealth and and what that means in this country. But most people, when they talk about the transfer of wealth, they're talking about uh, transferring uh, rich to the middle class. In this case, because of inflation, it's a transfer of wealth from the middle class and the poor to the co- corporate executives, and and that's really what some of this gouging and some of these price increases and record profits. Every investor deserves a fair uh, return on their investment. But this is just gross. I mean, even think about the airline industry and what's going on there these days. During the pandemic, they got billions of dollars to support a very important industry in our country. And now today, 
the cost of flights are just skyrocketing. And why? Because they're not bringing back personnel. They're, they don't have enough uh, people on flights and they're booking every flight to the point where they cancel them all the time. And meantime, prices for airline People want to go on a summer vacation, take their kids to Disney World. They can't do that anymore because they can't even afford uh, the cost of the flight, assuming that the flight actually takes off on time. So, you know. Uh, now it's not- amazing. Mr. McCall, it's amazing you say that. Um, we, we, uh, my, my, my children are going to be attending different schools because they're going to an all boys and all girls school starting in the fall. And um, we we couldn't figure out when our summer is going to be because they have orientations and all this. We finally figured out, um, okay, we have like this five day period in August where our kids have the same time off and, you know, we'll take that time off. And I was uh, I was on um, the phone with an airline because I couldn't get the website to work properly. And then they gave me the price for the four of us. And um, I said, okay, that's per person round trip. They were like, no, that's per person one way. So the amount, and that was high. So the amount they were quoting me was even double, which was already high. I, and, you know, we're, we're looking into, okay, you know, where can we drive? How can we drive to Oregon from California? How long's the, you know what I mean? And, and then you look at the gas prices. Some people say, well, then again, you know, you might as well fly, but you're right. All of that just keeps being passed down to the consumer. But when you said it's sick, this is this is this is rigged. This is a racket, right? This is rigged. It's rigged against the American people because they know we have to buy food. They know we have to buy gas. They know there are things that we have to do. I mean, when you have a dollar store, and I'm not talking about the company called Dollar Store, but stores that claim to sell things for a dollar, selling things for more than a dollar, you know the game's rigged. And it's rigged against we, the American worker. Well, you talk about some retail stores in this uh, in this first quarter of this year. Some of the retail stores, their their profit, their quarterly net income profit raised over two hundred and fifty percent in one quarter. And at the same time, again, part of that, not even counting that profitability, is a stock buyback program where they're buying back their stock and increasing the capitalized value of their stock. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it's, it starts out with, with, as I said before, starts out with greed in terms to what I think is criminality. And, and in many cases for years and years, we heard about NAFTA and CAFTA. All that ever got us was the SHAFTA. Uh, the unenforcement of trade laws in this country was just another scheme by the corporations to increase their margins uh, increase their profitability at the cost of the American worker and American family. Uh, it, it, no, no question. Um, let's talk about in addition to prices. So, what does this do to the American worker? I mean, you know, when when you're closing down construction sites, I would imagine those people are told you got to go home, and those people don't have a job. Um, and like you said, and then, you know, on the other side, you have the, you know, that construction site closed, but you also have that person going, well, not only can I not build that home to make money, I I can't buy that home I've been saving for, uh, with the money I've worked so hard thus far that I've made, like you said, I'm stuck in this rental situation now, not that there's anything wrong with that, but for somebody trying to get out and be a homeowner and now the rents are increasing, uh, it, 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 it's an evil cat chasing tail and you just can't catch it. You can't catch a break. Yeah. And, and look, it's, it's not, it's not rocket scientist stuff to figure out what's going on. And just look at the return on investment, uh, return on profitability, 
that some of these companies are getting. And as I said, sure, it's, it's basic economic principle of supply and demand. But the fact of the matter is, is they manipulate the supply. The demand is still there and that raises the price. And people want to know what causes inflation. It's, it's not President Biden or his administration. It's corporation after corporation that has an opportunity and they figured out they've got an opportunity because the economy has been growing. The economy has been doing better. Um, so now it's time for them to make their money until we catch up with them and, and somebody in, in Congress uh, decides that it's time to, to represent the people and not represent uh, big money and big business. You had mentioned the former Labor Secretary, Robert Reich, and um, I had read something earlier this morning that he posted on Twitter, um, and he and he, uh, he had written something for Substack, uh, How to End Corporate Welfare. And he talked about how every critical industry is now lobbying the U.S. government for subsidies, tax cuts, and regulatory exemptions. And in return, they are saying, oh, we'll design and make stuff right here in America, but they're also lobbying other countries. So it's almost like the BBD, the bigger and better deal, whoever they can get the deal from. So they're not just fleecing the American worker, the American consumer. They're also trying to fleece the American and other uh, international governments as well uh, to get their subsidies, their tax cuts, their exemptions uh, in return for saying, hey, we'll design and make stuff in your country all, like you said, to get them more money all under that umbrella of greed. Yeah, it's uh, Secretary Rice is just, uh, I, I think, an, an amazing individual. He he can explain uh, what corporations do and what the what the economy is all about in some of the simplest terms. I I wish he was on the Talking Head show every Sunday all the time because I, he makes such good common sense, and it's hard to it's hard to argue uh, with with the facts as he lays them out. And, and uh, he's exactly on point when he talks about a transfer of wealth from the poor and the middle class to the to the very very wealthy, and, and uh, it's it's uh, it's something that the American people, American citizenry, we need to wake up and and be able to stop uh, this sort of uh, abuse of our economy and of our of our people. Absolutely. I was uh, I was honored to meet him. Uh, he was the uh, main speaker. I was the appetizer. He was the main meal for the Patriotic Millionaires in San Francisco a few years ago. Honored to meet him and just so fascinating to hear him speak. I love uh, watching uh, what he writes in his posts uh, on social media. We'll be back with Vice President of International Vice President of the United Steelworkers, Mr. David McCall. The website is USW.org. On Twitter and Instagram, follow them at Steelworkers. We'll be back to talk more about these greedy corporations because they don't want you to know that it's they that are largely responsible for those prices that you're paying and for inflation back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. How you doing? Happy Tuesday. We are happy to have with us International Vice President of the United Steelworkers, Mr. David McCall. Please check out the USW and their website, usw.org. And if you're not following them yet, you should be on Twitter at Steelworkers, also at Steelworkers on Instagram. Uh, Vice President McCall, thank you for holding and welcome uh, back. Um, we are talking, uh, if you've just tuned in, with the American people about corporations, about their greed, and about how they are so 
responsible, largely responsible for inflation, at least the prices that you're seeing, uh, you know, not having things at the sh on the shelves, uh, where they're making the products and what they're doing with the money that comes into that company, those record profits that we've seen throughout oil industries, food industries, even construction industries, uh, pocketing uh, those profits, huge record profits in the first quarter of this year uh, alone. And uh, as those corporations um, raise prices, as they grow profits, um, much of the money we are seeing, uh, Vice President McCall, uh, has gone toward stock buybacks and, and dividends. In other words, uh, just you know the money going in one pocket, coming out of the pocket, and then going back in the pocket again, and uh, all about greed, right? This, this, they are just serving themselves to make more money, these corporations, as we touched upon with what they're doing with governments and what they're lobbying for, and, and now what they do with those record profits. They're not reinvesting in America or the American people. So again, contributing to the inflationary uh, situation that we're under right now. You know, that that's an excellent point that you make. And with the stock buybacks, that's the kind of money that ought to be going back into these corporations, whether it's manufacturing or whether it's food or other goods, they ought to be putting back in their businesses in order to keep uh, especially manufacturing jobs competitive in this country, invest in this, that they have the technological uh, updates uh, that they need, and to also um, uh, be able to make sure the refineries are safe and that they're, they're uh, in the case of oil, and that they're able to produce the kinds of uh, products that the American public demands at a, a fair and equitable price. So, you know, a lot of that stock buyback stuff ought to be reinvestments into the future, into a long-term investment so that we all grow the economy together. Yeah, because when you talk about profits, Chevron alone saw its profits rise 144% between March of 2020 and March 22, $10 billion going toward those stock buybacks. And what happens is that pumps billions of dollars into shareholders' pockets through those div dividends and the stock buybacks. So again, it's not just the corporation, but the shareholders of these corporations that are getting richer and richer. I mean, it's why you know the the Twitter shareholders were you know were jumping when Elon Musk they said how high when Elon Musk said jump. Yeah, and when you and think about you, you mentioned Chevron, just them alone with ten billion dollars going to stock buybacks. Think what $10 billion would do in terms of expanding refinery capacity so that the price of gas uh, was at a fair and equitable market for what we're used to in this in this market. And considering all the, the government uh, quote-unquote subsidies that all these corporations get or uh, the kinds of relief they get on, on uh, regulations and, and other issues uh, around safe operation of those facilities, you would think... Uh, that, that the government uh, would recognize uh, that they're being used. I mean, it's not, it's, we talked earlier about domestic supply chains being in the shambles, and that's true. And the greed is uh, rampant, and there's no question about that just in terms of profitability and in terms of what, they, what the use of their profitable margins are. Uh, but there's other issues around around this inflation, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, Leslie, around Russia and how they've caused part of the oil shortage in the world, and certainly uh, with what they're doing with grain that comes out of Ukraine, um, 
in food shortages, especially around Africa and in Europe, is is uh, again criminal. It is a war criminal uh, that that we've got in Russia. Oh, absolutely. We also, those of us that took any economic classes and didn't fall asleep, uh, for those of us like myself that aren't big numbers, uh, you know, junkies, uh, you know, we also learned that in the United States, the Federal Reserve is very, uh, you know, largely responsible to what happens to us uh, under the umbrella of inflation. And a lot of people angry that, you know, they're, uh, you know, raising uh, interest rates and a lot of people saying they should have done it a long time ago. They should have done it uh, less in one swoop and so aggressively, but, you know, just tiny, tiny bit, you know, by bit. And we may not, you know, be at this point. Of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And I'm not one of those uh, top economists. But again, to your point, it goes beyond one politician, one political party, one administration, uh, one leader. Inflation is a global problem. It is multifaceted. And uh, one of the big facets of this problem uh, are these corporations, are their greed and what they're doing? You know, uh, we see, you know, states gerrymander, you know, political districts, right, you know, to benefit, you know, the party that's in power and they want to keep in power and bring more people to power. Well, this is what the corporations are doing, right? I mean, they're gerrymandering their own greed. Um, you know, they, uh, the rich people are getting richer, but the rest of us are paying for it. So, again, this is on the backs of the middle and lower income families and sadly, this has been happening uh, since Adam and Eve. Well, and, and look, I don't wouldn't want to complicate this too much. Our friend Robert Reich would probably have a much better explanation. But the point that you make about if the Fed had made a slight increase in interest rates a period of time ago to start at least uh, being able to realize that there could be some issues into the future with supply chain or or whatever that the economy might have. We might not be in this position today, but guess what? The big corporations, they didn't want interest rates going up because they could get cheap money for whatever issues they wanted to do. Uh, so it's always about their short-term interest, not the long-term viability of, of our economy or the American people. Very true. To, to your point, again, whenever we read things about Wall Street and people, you know, fearful and the stock market is down again and how that impacts our economy uh, negatively. Again, it's the rich corporations calling their stockbrokers and telling people to, you know, to buy, sell or hold uh, that determine all of that. You know, again, it's a rigged system. And so many of us in the middle and lower income uh, classes, we're, we're not in that game, but we're getting gamed because we're the ones paying for it. And they're the ones profiting from it. Yeah. In many, many ways, it's the influence of that big money and the big money donors uh, that influence uh, people who I think have, again, short-term interest as opposed to uh, long-term success. You know, give people, as I said earlier, give people a good union-paying, family-sustaining job uh, where they make a decent income and they can take a vacation once in a while, make sure their kids... Uh, uh, have a good education and and uh, are raised well and and fed decently. Uh, do that, and those same people uh, expand the tax base in their communities, and that's how the economy grows, not through stock buybacks. You must must have read my mind, Vice President McCall, because I was going to ask you, um, and and you touched upon it. Not that it shields an individual who has a good paying union job, but don't you think that union workers um, uh, can weather the storm more easily than non-union workers because it's a protection and there's a union and there's somebody looking out for them, somebody fighting for them and standing in that gap between them and the corporation? No, 
our 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 voices together um in a people that are covered by a union contract have much more of a voice at work and much more of an ability to be able to have economic security retirement security and employment security individuals by themselves are uh, and without a union are are clearly chopped off by corporate heads constantly because they're the first ones out the door and the first ones that are sacrificed for the good of the uh, value of the stock. Right. And if you have a union job and, you know, you, you know, you're not going to have your income, uh, you know, wankered with coming to work and go, oh, by the way, I just cut your pay in half. And you also, when you speak to vacations, we were talking about that earlier, how expensive it is to take a vacation due to airline prices or gas prices. Well, when you have a paid vacation, guaranteed vacation, a set amount of time, and you're paid to take that vacation because of that wonderful union contract and that union job, um, you know, you, you might have that option uh, you know, even though you may not fly or drive as far uh, to go somewhere where your coworker may not. And, and listen, I I say this to our members all the time, and we're in you know some various contract negotiations right now. But the the truth is is that um, part of the management's rights is for the management to be stupid. And if it weren't for us standing in their way, they'd be stupid all the time. And I guess <laughs> that's not all corporations and not all companies, but it, it's a vast majority of them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, because uh, they're about greed and profits and uh, on the backs of who they're, they're workers who are part of that middle uh, working class and lower income. Vice President uh, McCall, thank you so much for being with us. I learned a lot today. I know that our listeners and viewers did as well. But International Vice President from the United Steelworkers, David McCall, has been our guest. Be sure to check them out. USW.org is the website. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers and on Instagram at Steelworkers. Again, uh, I salute you, International Vice President David McCall. Thank you for taking the time this afternoon, sir. Thank you, Leslie. Enjoy.